This is the Reading Instruction Show. I'm your host, Dr. Andy Johnson. Today we're talking about emotions and struggling readers. Welcome to school, Billy. Are you ready for another day of failing? Excellent. Now today at 9 o'clock, you'll fail at reading. At 10.30, you'll fail at language arts. At 11 o'clock, you fail at social studies. And at noon, you'll hit a kid on the playground who teases you about failing and then spend the afternoon in the principal's office. How would you like to hear that every day? Now, affect in education usually refers to emotions and motivation. Since these don't show up on test scores to the educational bureaucracy, they don't exist. However, we can say that they're probably the most important components in teaching and learning, especially if you're a kid with a special learning need or who struggles with reading. Today, we are going to look at just the emotional part of being a struggling reader. Now, we think, we learn, and we emote with the same brain. Thus, hence, therefore, it would be silly to think that students' emotions would not be a factor in their ability to learn and to learn to read. Positive emotional experiences can enhance and promote learning. There's research to support that. Negative emotions can disrupt and prevent learning. And since there's plenty of research to support these things, we can say with confidence that attending to students' emotions can be considered a, air quotes, research-based strategy, air quotes, and not simply some namby-pamby feel-good activity designed to make liberals out of your kids. No! So try to understand what it must feel like to be an adolescent or any kid with a reading disability. These students exist in school settings, especially adolescents, where they experience failure, frustration, and humiliation on a daily basis. Since they were in first grade, they have failed in a very public way every day. Every day for the last six to ten years in schools, they've had required reading assignments, which was a reminder of what they're not able to do. Students with reading disabilities are given the not-too-subtle message that they're not smart or can't learn, and this certainly isn't the case. All human beings can learn. Learning is a part of the human condition. It's what helped our species evolve. Without the ability to learn, we'd still be walking around trying to poke woolly mammoths with pointy sticks. Students with reading disabilities can read. They just can't read very well. Their brains have more difficulty processing certain types of information. In this case, it's the squiggly little symbols on the, on the page. In the same way, it's very difficult for some people to sing in tune or to match pitches. Their brains also do not process certain types of information. In this case, sounds. We all have difficult or trouble processing certain types of information. In my case, it would be my wife's nonverbal cues. This doesn't mean that we're not smart or capable of learning. In fact, I'm uncomfortable with the term learning disability because it's not at all accurate. All humans can learn. Human brains naturally try to make sense out of the data presented to it. Thus, a more accurate term would be 
learning certain kinds of things disability, or learning the way schools want you to learn disability, or learning school things disability, or in this case, reading disability. This inaccurate term is used because it is recognized by the federal government and thus makes it more likely that specialized instruction will receive federal funding. It's all about the money, you see. This is the way things work in this wacky educational world where down is up and up is down, often. Try to imagine what it must feel like to have a reading disability. Think of a time in your life when you were a less able learner, where you just couldn't learn the thing you were trying to learn. It may have been a sport, music or a musical instrument, tap dancing, algebra, statistics, a foreign language. What did it feel like when everyone else seemed to catch on and learn easily while you didn't? Were you motivated to come to class? Did you want to continue? Were you inspired to practice outside the teaching session? Did you enjoy doing what you couldn't do? It's only by putting yourself in a similar situation that you can begin to understand what students with reading disabilities might feel like and why they might act out in class occasionally. Again, what do you do when you're frustrated? Imagine as well, that time when you tried to do something but you could not. Now try to imagine not being able to do that thing every day with people watching and recording how much you could not do that thing you're trying to do. You can begin to understand why it is that students with reading disabilities shut down and sometimes put forth minimal effort. Of course they do. They hate school. It's called downshifting and it's done for the protection of the emotional unit. It's not that these students don't want to learn, it's that they don't want to fail. And when failure is the only option available to them, they'll do everything possible to avoid the activity or to show you how stupid the activity was in the first place. So in my work with students with reading disabilities, I have found that addressing the emotional component of reading and failing needs to be addressed first if you're going to make any progress and it should be reinforced every session. You need to say very directly to that kid, you're having trouble reading. Not a big deal. Doesn't mean that you're dumb or can't learn. Just means you have trouble reading. Lots of people have trouble reading. Not a big deal. We're gonna see what we can do to make it better. That's it, straight up, simple truth. Tell them that. Take some of the pressure off. The second thing is that students need to be able to trust you. This means you have to establish some sort of relationship with them. This too can be considered a research-based strategy because establishing supportive trusting relationships between teachers and learners has been shown to enhance learning, including learning to read. As well, writing and sharing your own stories with your students is one way to establish a relationship. As well, teachers begin to listen to them Take an interest in their interests so that you can create literacy activities around their interest. All right, this has just been some ideas about attending to the emotional element of students who struggled with reading.